Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 KRAP and KSLQ. That's a song that was written by Shelley Barr as she was accepted into the U.S. Uh, Space Academy, the U.S. Space Force uh, Space Academy. And uh, you know what happens when you get into the uh, U.S. Space Force uh, Space Academy? You're a space cadet. And that's that's Shelley Barr, a space that cadet. That is Shelley Barr. A space cadet. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I've been called that. Thank you very much. Shelley, how are you doing this morning? You know, hold, Brad, hold, hold I it. am doing okay. How are you? Hold, I was just called on the carpet because... Someone just said that was a sexist thing for me to say. What was that again? That was some weird sh- I'm sorry, Hillary. Hillary's getting at me again. What, because you called me a space cadet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you spend half of your time on the carpet, don't you? Uh, no. Well, you know what? Here's, here's, here's interesting. People, what? This, is, this is the impact that people make, that Shelly makes on people around the world. Because we have listeners right around the world. Shelly, you are amazing. How do you do it? One of our English listeners, one of our Pakistani listeners. Shelly, we listen online in our country. How do you say, you got it going on girlfriend? Rock on sister. They're amazing people. And then there's John Kennedy, uh, who, uh, uh, Shelly was going to have a party over the weekend. She's going to have 100 people at her party. And John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana, called her up and said, He needs to cancel it and have a beer and a personal pan pizza at home. Did you have a beer and your personal pan pizza at home? Um, no, but it was a very sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. <laughs> You're on top of it. Here, hold a minute. Here we go. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd. I, if you don't want to know where that's from, that was a New York Times reporter who was reporting on the Obama birthday party before the birthday party. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, if Donald Trump was going to have a birthday party with 500 people show up, do you think anybody from the New York Times would say, oh, it's going to be safe, this is sophisticated? She, they would say, this is going to be horrible, it's going to super spread her event. His people are so unsophisticated. You know what I read over the weekend again? I, I, I see this, and I don't see it as much as I used to, but a guy driving a pickup truck, typically a 4x4 lifted, you know, sitting up in the air, big tires, with a with an American flag, like, stuck on the trailer hitch and stuck in the bed. Okay, do you have a problem with that? No. I neither do I, but apparently there's a lot. Oh, my God, that, that person's a terrorist. I go, how? I mean, talk about, you know, talk about, uh, you know, uh, pigeonholing people. Talk about, you know, uh, we don't, none of us want to be profiled, but talk about being profiled. Jeez Louise. Anyway, lots of stuff to talk about this morning. <laughs> Matter of fact, football season. There, I've seen, this is going to be an interesting NFL season. I watched yesterday an unbelievable fight in the stands. This is like the third one, and they've only had like a couple preseason games. This was, I believe, in Pittsburgh, where this was an up-close, personal personal uh, video where some lady uh, and some dude like in the in the row in front of her the guy's like the guy's like a bro and he's got dreadlocks and the whole bit and for some reason she didn't like what was going on and she yelled at him and he turned around and they both got up and she slapped him in the face she just no she did i swear to god she slaps him right across the face and catches him in like you know her right hand she catches him in the left cheek and he just puts a knuckle sandwich in her face. 
<gasps> and then no, it, we didn't. I swear to God. And then her her boyfriend or her husband or whoever was with him, he got up and took a swing at this guy. He knocks him out. The guy is unconscious, and the girl keeps. It's like trying to throw punches at this guy, and he just just wallops her and she falls backwards onto the onto her boyfriend slash husband who's knocked out and i'm going like okay this is going to be and there was one last week the same thing in the stands i'm going like god maybe it's good we don't have an nfl team in st louis anymore i mean i mean it's crazy weird stuff i mean have you ever gone to a sporting event and had people like exchange words like uncomfortable kind of thing not like that, except for sit down or... I, I, I will tell one story. Years ago, years ago, uh, when my my uh, wife's... Uh, at the time, my wife's grandfather was still alive. I went... I took him to a baseball game. And he had to be... I don't know. He had to be in his mid to upper 80s. And he really, you know, hadn't seen a baseball game in a while. And it was it was hot. And I told him, I said, look... You know, because I got some tickets through the radio station. I said, look, you know, we'll go, and if it gets too much for you, we'll just leave. And I said, okay, fine. He was cool. And we went, and some guys behind us were just yelling and screaming and cussing. And I'm going like, God, it was just ruining the experience for us. So finally, I went, and, you know, I said to him, I said, I'll be right back. And I went, and I told one of the officers, I go, look, those guys, I told them we're row. We're in row, blah, 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 and they're in row right behind us. Can you go just... Maybe say something to him, but don't go right away because they'll know it was me. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't care it was me, but I didn't get in any trouble with an elderly gentleman. You get what I'm Correct. saying? Correct. Yes. I, I you know, because I get that. because they're going to go like, well, what, what's what's wrong? Your grandpa can't stand a couple four letter words, you know, that kind of Baby stuff. Baby going to cry. Yeah. So they never came down, and these guys just cussed up a storm, you know, and probably after about. Four or five innings, you know, it got to be hot. I go, hey, you good? He goes, no. He says, let's go. So we left. You know, and there's something about, you know, my stupid saying, it was my right to swing my fist ends at the tip of your nose. You know, if you smoke, I don't care that you smoke. I mean, I care that I think you're damaging your lungs and you might kill yourself. You might die early of cancer or something like that. I do care in that respect. But if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But don't come over to my house and start up your cigarette and smoke up my house. You know what I mean? I mean you know, yeah. It's like, most people wouldn't do that, actually. Right. It's just like before they had no smoking in restaurants and things like that. Although, I think you can, in St. Charles County, I think you can still smoke, can't you? Can't you still smoke in St. Charles some, County? Some restaurants, yes. But in St. Louis County, in the land of, of, it's not St. Louis County, but you know they changed it. It's, 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 now, it's now Pageville. It, it's no longer St. Louis County. Do you know that? Wow. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, can't smoke inside. And once again, to a certain extent, I'm sort of like, eh, and I'm a guy who used to spin records in discos and used to do wedding receptions and stuff like that. I can remember, I can remember going home after, uh, I still, I, at the time I lived in an apartment, I was a single dude and I had a, I had a fairly big walk-in closet for my apartment. And, you know, sometimes I'd get home after working, you know, at a, at a, you know, spin records at a disco or something like that because everybody smoked back then and i put my clothes in the closet and i close the door i go to you know go sleep wait for the next morning open up the closet and whoa the smell that came out I was like oh my god it stinks in there it was all because you know and they you know what's interesting 
if you like for example we've got surf pro in our radio stations okay so yep. sometimes there are minor little house fires trash can catches on fire something on the stove catches on fire and it catches the you know the the, the cabinets on fire and maybe the homeowner has a fire extinguisher and the fire department gets that real quick and there's minimal flame damage but what is wrong with the whole house Kick. Just smoke. Exactly. It's smoke damage. You know, the house stinks. And, you know, and, and for example, years ago, I bought a piece of equipment, piece of radio equipment that it was in a radio station that had caught fire. And this was like third studio down the hall from where the fire was. And this thing stunk all the time. I mean, you just couldn't get that stink off of it. You know what I mean? It just like embedded in the equipment. Anyway, how do you get talking about that? I don't know. Did you have a good weekend? I did have a good weekend. I'm glad you did because my my weekend sucked. I'm sorry for that. I spent. My... I went to the um my friend my very dear friend Amy Mensch is getting married to Mr. Brian Lick, and they are getting married within the next couple months, and it was a bachelorette party, so we were at a winery. Really, it was. It was lovely. Really? And and, yes. and and Amy Amy just lost her mother last week, didn't she? She did to yeah. COVID, yes. That was very sad. Uh so Amy's getting married. Wow. She is. Amy, yep. Amy's Amy's Brian is making a a uh He's a brave man. <laughs> Cuz <laughs> Amy don't... She he gives as good as he gets, well, put it that way. Amy is a sharp woman who in, in my opinion of her she don't take from no, no crap from nobody, does she? No, she does not. <laughs> That's what no, I like about her. She's very good because, you know, I, I don't live in her circle, but she's invited me into her circle, and she always introduces me to everybody, and they accept me for, because Amy says, she's my people. What what winery did you go to? Uh, Blumenhoff. Oh, that's the only one that Hoffman's haven't bought. That's like That's like the standout. Is it? Yeah. It was it was really, really nice. Yeah, it they, was hot. They they changed the signs really by the nice. way. It's no longer Augusta. I don't know if you know this that on you coming in ninety four, it's now Hoffmanville. Is it really? Yeah. Honest God, they changed the name. It's not Augusta anymore, it's Hoffmanville. They're gonna have to change a whole bunch of signage, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact matter of fact uh, to the point where now where you have to have a special they've declared it an independent country and you have to have a special Hoffmanville passport to come in. Uh, ninety four. Oh, do not they have a check, stop it. They have a checkpoint on 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 because, you know, Augusta was settled by the Germans and they have a, a checkpoint in ninety four and they have like, you know, the, the you know, the guard gate that comes down and you pull up on ninety four and the guy comes up, Your papers, please? You have to show them, you know, like your all your papers and stuff like that. And then they have the bomb-sniffing dogs that sniff out your car to make sure there's no bombs in your head. They have the guy that walks around your car with the mirror, that like you know, it's on a, it's on a, it's on like a, like, like a broomstick, and he's looking under your car to make sure there's no bombs or any, any, you know, you're trying to st- you know, sneak any, any contraband or any, any illegal aliens into Hoffmanville. <laughs> okay, Brad, you had me. You almost had me. But no. You don't believe me? No. <laughs> I did. And then you continued on with your BS when, and when, uh, when you were at Blumenhoff, you didn't see the you didn't see the concertina wire and the fence they put up because they keep getting attacked by the Hoffmanville soldiers. We're going oh, to take over Blumenhoff. It. You know and I didn't even know where it was at. You had to tell me. 
you've been by it. I don't know how many times. How come you? How, I don't talk how, that way. I go T to T T. That's what she said. <laughs> she did say that. Okay, it's time for us to take a break. Uh, I've said enough stupid things, and Shelly has made tremendous sense this morning. So, <laughs> Shelly won, Brad zero. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just makes my day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is 6, 6.24. Westplex 107.1, uh, BS in the morning, also on AM 1350 KRAP, and 104.5 KSLQ. It is BS in the morning. And you can check out our web address at bsinthemorning.show, not a dot com. That's the former dudes and dudettes in uh, Las Vegas, but we are West Plus, excuse me, BS in the morning dot show. 633? <laughs> Let me try that again. 633. I'm looking at the clock, and I'm, one clock says 633, one clock says 636. How bad is that when I've got a clock that's three minutes off? Huh? Right, Shelly? Shelly's not there. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is BS in the morning. Um, a week ago today, we started finding about all the crazy stuff that was going on in Afghanistan and Kabul. And I'm reading the story this morning that talks about how in the next 24 hours, there's going to be 33 C-17 planes that are going to go into the Kabul airport and take out thousands of people. And interesting story that... Are they going to climb on the outside? Well, interesting story that, you know, there's this thing called... Uh, SIV applicants and SIV SIV stands for special something. Um, essentially, what happened was the United States had a lot of people over there, a lot of Afghani's that they used for interpreters and people that worked with them in the embassy, and they promised these people that uh, when they pulled out, they would be getting the special visas, which would allow them entrance to the United States. Now we've changed our mind, and it's saying, you know, that's just bad juju. Tell me about it. Uh, special a special immigrant visa, SIV. Uh, SIV, which is an avenue for Afghans who work with the U.S. government forces and agents to get out of the country, would not be allowed into the airport. They've changed their mind. And you know why? Because Taliban could be all mixed up in them? or No, what? because they say the reason is that the, de- the decision to now allow, not let these people in is because the U.S. government issued electronic visas without names or document numbers to SIV applicants. And then the visas were copied as screenshots and sent by Afghans to thousands of other Afghans who were not eligible for access to the airport. So in other words, people who got the SIV visas and they sent them to them electronically, but how in the world do you send someone a document that doesn't have your name on it? Anyway, I guess it's just got like a number on it. And that would be your access to get onto the plane. They screenshotted them, and they sent all their buddies. And thousands of people showed up with these screenshots on their phones. Hey, we're an SIV applicant. So they decided none of those people are getting on the planes. So in the next 24 hours, they're going to have 33 uh, C-17s. And I don't know if you saw that story. Remember the original picture that showed, like, all these Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan citizens in that plane, and they said there were 640 of them in that C-17, all sitting on the, f- and there's a cargo ship. There's no there's no seats in that. Well, there are seats, but there aren't seats for 640 people. They came out and said that actually they had the numbers wrong. There weren't 640 people on that plane. There were 830 people on that plane, and that set a record for the most number of people who, people who have ever been on, on a C-17. The previous record was, I think uh, they evacuated a bunch of people from a hurricane zone. I believe it might have been Haiti. And they had like 720 people, 830 people on that plane. Now, you know what's interesting about that? 
What? You know what the local tie we have to all that? They were built by Mac? Nope. It's all being what? coordinated out of Scott Air Force Base. Really? Yeah, because this is part of the Military Airlift Command, and everything that's going on with these C-17s is coordinated by Scott Air Force Base. Cool. So those people are working 24-7 over at Scott, and as I understand, there is always at least one general officer on duty uh, working. And what's crazy about it is they said 33. I think the entire the entire um, you know number of planes that the C-17s in the entire fleet is only like 100 or something like that. I may be wrong. Uh, but it's not a lot. You wrong? I'm wrong all Never. the time. Never. I'm wrong when I wake up in the morning. What are you talking about? I'm Hey, I'm the first guy to admit that I'm wrong. You know, I tell people all the time, here's my advice, and I give them my advice. And then I always say, now, do the opposite, and you'll do just fine. You do say that. <laughs> because of the <laughs> fact that I'll tell people, hey, what would you do? Well, here's what I'd do. I'd do this, this, this. But do the opposite, and you'll be fine. Because... If there's anybody who makes mistakes, it's me. And I admit it, you know, when I wake up in the morning, that's a mistake. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. <sighs> you know. I'm going to slap you no, when I see is. you. No, it is. I'm telling you. I'm telling you cuz you know, I mean like I'm telling you too. I'm going to I'm literally going to hit you. And I can tell you I take an advice from people and it's turned out to be some of the worst advice in my life. I've taken I I told the story you know, once upon a time, I was going to buy 100,000 shares of TWA at a dollar a share. This is back in the days when TWA was having all sorts of financial trouble. And they've already, I think they were bankrupt once. And they came out of bankruptcy. And their stock came out of bankruptcy at like $7 a share. And it dropped down to one. And I had just opened. And matter of fact, that's when I had a little money in my pocket. I had $100,000 in my pocket. Well, actually, an account. And I opened up. And I'll tell you who it was. I opened up an account with Schwab. Charles Schwab and I had okay. a, I had an advisor and I just opened up this account and I said to him I want to buy a hundred thousand shares of TWA and the guy about had a stroke I mean he was in Clayton at the time I mean I think they somebody in the office had their finger on 911 and was dialing it because <laughs> this guy was going to need the paddles you know because what you gonna take a hundred thousand dollars and he said, you might as well just throw that money away. Throw it away. You're going to lose your money. I'm not allowed. God, I'm not going to let you do that. I go, I want 100,000 shares of TWA at a dollar a share. No. Do you know a month later that stock hit six? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I would have, what? It's about right. Times it's about, six. Times that's six about my how money. Um, lucky I am in and I, and, and, I, and I didn't do it. It's like reading these these stories about about what they call the meme stocks, GameStop and and Cost Headphones and and AMC Theaters. You know, all the experts. Oh, AMC Theaters going to go bankrupt. <laughs> you know what the stock is now? With AMC no. Theaters. Hey, let me look at that. I mean, it when when this started, they called the meme stocks, AMC stock. Okay, when this started, the stock was like. Let's see if we can find it. Uh, 34.41 at one point in time that stock was uh was down uh let's see low low let's see let's see if i can find that the year a year thing on that year chart on that uh at one point in time that stock was like at a buck or two or something like that how about gamestop 
let's take a look at that. GameStop, and once again, the experts go, oh, GameStop's going to go out of business, you know, because they have most of their stores in the malls, and all the malls are all dying, okay? GameStop stock. Did you hear the story about about these video games that over the weekend, I heard this story about, you know, these, this crazy thing about, about video games that have never been opened that are now worth, like, tons of money? No. I think it was the Legend of Zelda or something like that that somebody somebody gave it to a Goodwill it was still shrink wrapped, never been opened, and somebody at Goodwill recognized, oh, that might be worth some money, so they took it to one of these 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 game experts. Oh yeah, that's worth a lot of money. They auctioned it off, four hundred and eleven thousand dollars. No. Yes, somebody donated it to Goodwill. Wouldn't you kick yourself if you if you read that story? You go, well, that was me. I hit because they said I think they said the. I'll say, let me let me see if I can find the GameStop thing first. Um, GameStop. Let's look at this. Uh, One fifty nine. Let me look at this. Uh, it, GameStop is is uh, closed Friday at one fifty nine point three. At one point in time, the stock was was down to like two or three dollars a share. Um, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. The 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 one that I thought's fascinating is Cost K O S S. Headphone manufacturer. I mean, back in the day when I first got in the radio business, if you were hot stuff, you had Cost Pro 4 AA's. Matter of fact, what's interesting is they've reissued those. They're now making them again. Uh, they were the world's best headphones. They were wonderful headphones. I mean, I remember when I bought my first Cost Pro 4 AA's, I'm going like, man, I mean, I'm a big-time radio guy. Cost is a Milwaukee company, which, you know, is not doing real well because everybody's using earbuds. It's, it's amazing how, how headphones change. Headphones used to be the thing with Koss, these Pro 4 AA's, they had this, this, this cushion around the ear that was filled with some kind of oil. And when you put it on your heads, you know, put it on your head, the, the cushion sealed in your ears, I mean, like almost perfectly because these, these rubber cushions had this oil. So when you put it on your head, it like filled in all the gaps around your ears. You know what I'm saying? It like perfectly made a seal around your ears. So then everything, oh, no, we have to have open ear. And then the earbuds thing. And I, have you ever been an earbuds person? No. I, I always lose them. Well, see, I tried some for a while. I go like, these suck. I hate these things. Sound like crap. You know, people, oh, you didn't buy the, you didn't buy the iPhone or the, I, the Apple I, ear pods, whatever they call them. They're, you know, like they're only 300 bucks, like 150 bucks a piece or something like that. You look like you got Q-tips sticking out of your ears. I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel. Anyway. Um, so now we're back to everybody's using the full full headsets again. So you know when Doctor when what Beats Doctor Dre came out with now everybody's got you know the full blown headsets. Well, Cost was another one of these companies that was like not doing well. Their stock went up, like from a buck to like sixty five dollars in like a couple weeks, and all the experts going, whoa, 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 how can that be? Their 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 financials don't show anything. If you've never you've if you've ever gone to talk to a banker about a business, just get drunk before you go. You know, it's my advice. Just get really drunk. I do. <laughs> get drunk and go to talk to your banker because that's like my <laughs> my secret weapon. <laughs> because nothing he says will, he or she won't make sense. You know, it's to the point where here's the banker who's sitting. Well, you're not showing positive cash flow, and yet and yet says, okay, so you're Mr. Financial Expert. Um, Tell me some of the stocks that you own. Well, I own I own Uber. Okay, Uber has yet to make a dollar. They've lost every year. They lost they lost, they lose tens of hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, 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 that's different. That's different. 
okay, why is it okay? You're invested in Uber. Why is it okay for you to be invested in a company that every quarter when their financials come out, they lose more money, and yet I'm coming into you and I'm showing you my little company and I'm making a little bit of money. Yeah, but but your financials, blah, blah, blah. Remember we had the meeting with the one bankers? Remember that story? Yes, I do. You sat in on that. Remember they grilled me about every they grilled me about everything. And then he they said did. he said, Well, you're not showing enough growth in in your radio stations. We project that you're going to probably not have not as have as much profit next quarter. And I said, Okay, fine. I'll talk to you in three months. And my three months came by and I had more than they expected. And the guy says, Well, I think that's a fluke. <laughs> Excuse me? Remember that? Remember? That's your fluke right here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, hey, buddy, you want a fluke? <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say something, but I won't. Okay. It's six, There's a shocker. It's 6.45. It is BS in the morning, Westplex 107.1, AM 1350, and KSOQ 104.5. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Web address is, what's the web, web address for our station website, Shelly? The station website is westplex1071.com. Um, our show, our trimal cast, is bsinthemorning.show. Damn, you're good. I put this on my Facebook page um, yesterday. Phil Valentine, I don't think he was ever on any He's a talk show host out of it, uh, Nashville. At least he was. Um, I don't think he was ever here in the St. Louis area. He was syndicated for a number of years, and then he just was working on a station in Nashville. Um, very ultra-conservative guy. Was on his show all the time railing about the vaccine was a joke and you shouldn't get the vaccine. It was terrible, and the government was fooling us all, and the government was going to track us with the vaccine, and when they were injected you, they were injecting GPS tractors in your bloodstream, stuff like that. He died Saturday of COVID-19. I'm so sorry. And um, sad story. Now, here's the thing that I don't necessarily get, and I, I guess I have a problem with this. Um, first off, I don't have a problem with the fact that he spoke his, his mind and unfortunately, I uh, believe he was wrong. He didn't get the vaccine. Uh, but his family has come out and said, well, he really wasn't an anti-vaxxer. And people didn't quite understand what he was saying. No, we understood what he was saying. It's like revisionist history. Now they're saying, well, he didn't really tell you not to get the vaccine. If he were alive today, he'd tell you to get the vaccine. That's like somebody who is driving down a highway and said, I never wear my seatbelt. I never wear my seatbelt. Seatbelts are, I don't, it's government telling you what to do. And then they have a terrible accident. It's like, it's like, what's the guy named Busey? You know who I'm talking about? What's the guy's, the actor, the weirdo that played all sorts of- I do. Played, he played Buddy Holly. Gary Busey. Um, Gary. Gary Busey, Gary Busey, whatever his name is, okay? Yeah, he's, he's, he's an odd one. Do you know the story behind him? He was he was a I do not. He was a Harley guy. You'd love him because he was a Harley guy, and he was a Harley guy, and he was like anti-helmet. Hey, the government shouldn't tell you to wear a helmet. It's terrible. You shouldn't have to wear a helmet. If you want to ride your motorcycle with no helmet, you should be able to do whatever you want because it's your life. Guess what? He had an accident and he fell off his motorcycle and he whacked his head. He was like on a city street and he whacked his head on the curb, almost killed him. Guess what? Then he came out and said, His where... helmet saved him. <laughs> no, he didn't have a helmet. He almost died because, of the fact, he the didn't moron. have a helmet on. It was, it was a, I think it was a relatively, it was a relatively mild crash, but he fell off the bike, and when he fell off the bike, he hit the curb on the street, and almost killed him. It was in the, I'm, see if I can find that story. And then he came out and go, you should, if you're on your motorcycle, wear a helmet. It's just like I still have problems. I'm still getting used to this when I'm driving down a highway 
And a guy next to me is on his motorcycle. He's on the on the front, and you know his girlfriend or wife and or you know and or girlfriend, and, and, aka eye candy, right, is on the back. And they don't have helmets on. I'm going like, am I in Illinois? Because used to be, matter of fact, used to be to the point where did you did you ever go in Illinois? Did you drive your motorcycles in Illinois? I did. Were you one of those people that when you crossed the bridge, you got off the you you went off on the shoulder and took your helmets off? Was that you? I used to see that all the time. On 270, or you'd cross, like the people would come across the Clark Bridge in Alton, and they'd be at that stoplight. You know, you come to the end of the bridge there, and you, you, you make a right. You're going to Fast Eddie's. You make a right and go down to Broadway. And people would be taking their helmets off right there. I'm going, like, God, I don't believe that. Um, yeah, I, I was always a helmet person. But um, but you wore those goofy, stupid little little, you know, skull caps, right? No, I did not. You had mm-hmm. a good helmet? No, no, I, I didn't. Mm-mm. You had a good helmet then. I did have a good helmet. And I had a little sticker on the back that said, never ride faster than your guardian angel can fly. Here, 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 I found it right here. Gary Busey recalls his almost deadly motorcycle accident. I went to the other side. I went off the bike without a helmet, hit my head onto a curb, split my skull, passed away after brain surgery and went to the other side. The spiritual realm where I got information. This is what he said in 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 2020. So see, just like I said, he fell off his motorcycle, wasn't going that fast, hit his head on a curb, cracked his skull, had brain surgery, and he said he he said he died and he went to the other side. In other words, he didn't say he didn't say up or down. He said the other side. So we'll assume it was upstairs and not downstairs, right? Anyway, uh, this was this is a quote he just made last year, May 28th of 2020. And he said he went to the other side, the spiritual realm, where I got information. The information was, you should wear your helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an article. Yeah, this is a May 28th article of last year out of People's Magazine. In 1988, actor, then 44, had just picked up his Harley Davidson from a shop where he tried to maneuver around a bus and accidentally turned too hard, started skidding, and hit his back brake, causing him to fly over his windshield and land directly on his helmetless head. Ouch. He went into emergency neurosurgery, followed by months of recovery. In a new interview with The Guardian, the now 75-year-old recalled the incident and how it changed his mindset. Quote, about 25 years ago, I had an accident on Harley-Davidson. He said, I went off the bike without a helmet, hit my head on a curb, split my skull, passed away after brain surgery, and went to the other side, the spiritual. I, I came back, and these messages, these definitions came to me first class. I think of a word and write the word down without thinking. Now he says he's like in a better place. He explained how the accident made him look at words differently, making them into acronyms instead of just their straightforward meaning. It all came to him while he was on the operating table and had a surreal experience. Quote, I was surrounded by angels, balls of light floating all I around I believe me, that. And I felt trust, love, protection, and happiness like you cannot feel on earth. It's the feeling the angels live in, he said. Three angels came up to me. I was a quarter of an inch wide. I was a quarter of an inch wide and one foot long. That is your soul, and your soul is housed in the column of your spine. And three balls of light came up to me and talked to me. The one on the left talked to me in an androgynous voice and said the direction I was going in was good, but because of my responsibility to mankind, I had to look for a helping spirits. Then a light said, you may come to us now or return to your body and continue your destiny. And every time he spoke, I felt so loved, like a little baby in the arms of his brother. So when you hear the truth over there, you do it. And the word truth stands for taking real understanding to heart. That's what he's saying, T-R-U-T-H, taking real understanding to heart. That is the truth of your essence and your soul. The truth told me I wasn't finished over here on earth. When you feel the truth, boom, you go for it. The truth is the strongest ordinance you have in your body, your mind, your soul, and your being. Ye, 
and then he took another hit on his joint and went, oh, let me tell you, let me tell you. And then he removed his marijuana shirt. <laughs> right. Let me tell you, let me tell you how, uh, what happened last week. Uh, I was driving down the street and, wow, I had this strange you know, feeling. It was an aura. And I didn't know where I was at. And I woke up and I was at White Castle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe... White Castle reigns supreme. <laughs> So now he's like Mr. Helmet, you know, <laughs> you know, your daughter, if I could get your daughter on the air, if she'd ever answer her phone, you know, they talk about saving lives. I, I could ask your daughter this as, as a paramedic. And I know the answer she would give me. There are times when she has probably gone to the scene of car accidents and people have either been severely, uh, severely injured or killed by head trauma within their car. And I say that if you wore a crash helmet when you drive your car, how many lives that would save? Because everybody's talking about, if it saves one life, that's all it counts. Okay? Why is it that these NASCAR guys can have accidents at 200 miles an hour, you know, car flips over 22 times, catches fire, and they get out of the car? Because they've got all that protective equipment. they got a roll cage built around them. they got a helmet on. they got a fire suit made out of, you know, Nomex so it won't burn. You know, that's what we should have. When we drive our car, we should have, you know, a roll cage around us. We should have a helmet. Five-point restraint. Right, five-point restraint. And we should have a Nomex suit that we drive in our car. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think so either. 6.59. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And the web address for our show is bsinthemorning.show. Good morning to you, Shelly. How you doing? Brad, I am doing fabulous, living the dream as usual. How are you? TGIM, 705. Uh, you know what? I'm living the nightmare, and I can't get to sleep. <laughs> and you what? <laughs> I can't get to sleep. Anyway, whole nother story. Um, hot week. You heard the forecast from, uh, what's her name again? You always, Jennifer. You Jennifer Wojcicki. I can't pronounce that name for some reason. You get it right. And you've met her before. She's a very nice woman. She is lovely. Yeah. Yes. Uh 90s all week. Uh, matter of fact, I think that uh, one day we may clo- come close to that century mark. It's going to be hot and humid all week long. God. You know, just when you think we're out of it, you know, coming in the last week, of, this is the last full week of August. Obviously, a week from today is the 30th, so we're going to have a partial August next week, and then it'll turn September. Hard for me to imagine that. Uh, but hot, hot, hot. Man. Weather, the hurricane did not do as much damage on the East Coast as they thought. It sort of uh, dissipated and still dumped a lot of water. But the big news is down in Tennessee. My God, what a problem down there. Flooding due Where? to the, oh, in, in uh, uh, central Tennessee, uh, middle Tennessee. Um, one city alone, Waverly, I think they have 21 confirmed deaths. People who oh, were dear. swept away in the flood. I mean, if you see some of these pictures, it's like, Holy cow, there's whole houses that are just gone. There's cars that are like in, like on, you know, that been picked up by the floodwaters and been, you know, just bashed around. And I, I believe the, the death toll, I was reading this last night before I went to sleep. I think just in one city alone, it's 21 people. God, how sad is that? What a terrible way to sad. die, too. And like in a flood like that. Anyway, um, I'm a car freak, and I saw this story last week. Okay. Indeed, you are. The new Corvettes which are radically different from any other Corvette. And if you're a Corvette aficionado, they have the generations of Corvettes, and you call them by C, whatever generation is. The very first Corvette was the C1, okay? We're on the C8, 
This is the eighth version of the Corvette. Now, you can have like a C1, it could be like a C4, and it could be different model years, but it's like what, you know, like they mail, they, they change it around, then they build that for like five or six or seven years, then they come out with another, another generation, okay? The C8, one of the things it has is a built-in camera that um, also displays the performance of the car on a camera, but it's not anything that comes up on your dashboard. It's not like a, like a backup camera or something like that. They call it, it's called like a PDR performance, oh, something, I can't remember what Physician's it's called. Physician's desk reference? No, it's called, let me see if I can find it. It's called Performance Data Recorder, PDR. And... It's a black box for cars. Well, but it what it does is it records, it has a camera that records, so it's recording all the time, and you can go into the computer and you can pull up the PDR, which gives you the, you know, the camera footage, and but it, on the camera footage, it superimposes how fast the car's going, it superimposes, you know, the, the tachometer, it shows how how um, you know how many uh, revolutions RPMs the car is turning at? It shows G forces, negative and positive, all the kind of stuff. So this guy, the guy's name is Michael. They don't give his last name. He takes his 2021 Corvette into the dealership. He bought it from Fremont Chevrolet in Fremont, California. Okay, and brand new, and it had a little noise in the engine. So he was so concerned that it might be something bad. He didn't even drive it to the dealership. He had a flatbed tow truck come and winch it up on the back of the tow truck and take it to the dealership and drop it off the dealership and essentially call the dealership, hey, my new car's on the way over. I don't know exactly what's wrong. I want to turn the engine on. Something didn't sound right. I didn't want to run it anymore. I'm bringing it to you on a tow truck. Can you guys take a look at it? Okay, fine. Service department said, yeah, we'll take a look at it. So they take it off the tow truck and the mechanic looks at it and he thinks he finds the problem. Then he's going to test drive it. The only problem is he test drove it just a little bit too hard. Matter of fact, he got up to 148 miles an hour. But isn't that just like a rolling stop in St. Louis? <laughs> he's going, he's he's on, and he's racing a car down one of the freeways in California at 148 miles an hour. He's the, he's the, the mechanic, the deck, right? So this Michael guy gets his Corvette back and decides, you know, I wonder, let me go take a look at the PDR, the performance data recorder. Let me go take a look at PDR and see see what, you know, what they found with my car. Because they said, you know, they said, hey, come pick up your car. We got it fixed. The technician said he drove and everything's fine. So he looks at the video and this guy's flying down the interstate at 124 miles an hour and a Dodge Charger passes him. <laughs> Once again, this is like Shelly's in seventh heaven. It's like, and hold it, I'm looking at I see the picture right here. Oh, it's Shelly driving the Dodge Charger. The Dodge Chargers are going 124 miles an hour. So I actually had a Corvette um, back in the 90s. Yeah. So the Dodge Charger passes him at 124 miles an hour. So he decides he's going to race the Dodge Charger, and he gets up to 148 miles an hour. Okay. So he's flying down the interstate. I don't know. I'm trying to think where Fremont, California is. Maybe this is maybe this is I-5. I don't know. I have to look what where Fremont is. So he's, he's and what's interesting is they show the they show the 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 charger in the HOV lanes. You know, we don't have them here in St. Louis. You know what the HOV lanes are? You know what I'm talking about? I do. They're um it, it, you What's get, it called when you ride share? High, ride share. high occupancy vehicle. 
Remember, you remember sorry? high occupancy vehicle. They're like reserved yes, for. Yes, and, and dummies don't count, nor do cardboard cutouts. <laughs> remember, they had a problem with that when they first put that in. People were buying blow up dolls and putting them in the passenger or the passenger seat. You know, mm-hmm. they look like there's somebody. So the guy, the mechanic's driving his car at 148 miles an hour, and takes it back to the dealership. Yeah, everything's fine. So he goes and reviews the video, and he's going, "Oh my God, what in the world they did to my car." So he calls the general manager of the dealership up and says, let me tell you what happened. I bought this 2021 Corvette from you and had a little problem, and I was so afraid there was something wrong with the engine. I had it towed into you. Your mechanics took a look at it, say they fixed it, and then I looked at the PDR, and I looked at the video, and your mechanic's racing a car down the interstate at 148 miles an hour. So the, the owner of the dealership, the general manager, says, can you send us the video of that? And he says, I most assuredly will. So he sends him the video from the performance data recorder from his his 2021 Corvette. And the owner of the dealership calls him back up and said, "Um, you know, we're very embarrassed about this. And you know what? We're going to make this right. So here's what we're going to do. You bring that car in, even though it's like a 2021 and it's brand new, we're going to give you, we're going to trade you even up for a 2022 that have has every conceivable option on it. You can't buy a more expensive Corvette than this. This is the top of the line. Every single option is on this car, and we're just going to give it to you straight up. Now, is that taking care of the customer or what? Shelly, you're there. You gone? You disappear? Sorry, I turned my my thing down because I was having a coughing fit. Um, that is the epitome of customer service. So no questions asked. They just essentially said, bring in your 2021 and we'll give you this brand new 2022. And we're talking, if I'm not mistaken, what, the interesting thing about Corvettes is you can still buy, if you can find one, you can still buy one relatively inexpensively. I mean, when I say relatively inexpensively, they're probably sixty-five, seventy thousand dollars for like a base model. Which still, considering it's this, you know, most cars nowadays. I think the average. I think I read this the other day. The average median sale price of a car is like thirty-eight thousand dollars, some crazy number like that. Anyway, uh, wouldn't you recommend that dealership for the rest of your life to whoever? You know, oh my God, these guys took care of me. But the crazy thing about it is. What are they going to do with the old car? Are they going to put it on, you know, Craigslist or something like only 3,000 miles and never been raced? (laughs) Never been raced, yeah. But did you know? Well, you know that, I don't know if Chevy does this, but I know Lincoln does. They have these cars called RAVs, Returned Authorized Vehicle. Yeah, that's that's your car. They're Lemons. I'm sorry? The, The Lemons. Yes, out of California. <laughs> right. Well, there. But my car has been superb for a hundred and ninety thousand miles. Yeah, but <clears throat> here's the deal. Oh, let me clear my throat a minute. You know as well as I do that there are people that buy and talk to anybody who runs a retail store. Talk to anybody who you know, especially in the car business. There's somebody that will come in and complain. Oh, my car when I started. Uh, the radio doesn't come on right away. It takes 10 seconds for the radio to come on. I don't want, I don't want it. I want a new car. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're the anal orifices who complain about everything. You know what I'm saying? And, yes. And there's guys like me who buy a new vehicle 
and put 100,000 miles on it, and it's never been back to the dealership. I mean, never, to the point where one of my trucks, when it finally went back to the dealership, I had, are you ready for this? <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. I had 14 recalls on my truck. <laughs> it, was, it was the first generation. It was a 97 F-150, and it was the first year they made. The, the, the 97 was totally redesigned. The 96 and the 97, I don't think there's one part on, on from one year to the next. That was just totally redesigned car. And I love that truck. I still have it. And I put like 120,000 miles on it and never went back to the dealership. <laughs> when I finally took it in for something, the guys call me, you know, there's 14, it was 14 or 16 recalls on that car, on that truck. I go, yeah, I know. He goes, how come you never brought it in? I go, well, because it never broke down and everything was fine. He goes, well, one of the recalls, several of them were safety. Matter of fact, one of the recalls were they had to change all the lug nuts because of the fact that people were driving down a highway and their wheels fell off. You know, like the lug nuts would loosen up for some reason and the wheels would just fall off. Don't you hate it when your wheels fall <laughs> yes. off? And he says, he says to me, one of them was for the recall for the wheels falling off. I go, I know. And you know what? When I saw that recall, I got the letter in the mail. I went out, I got my torque wrench and I torqued all the lug nuts down and everything looked fine. Yeah, but that's not the point. We had to replace them. I go, hey, you can replace them now. Go ahead. Have at it. And the guy was mad at me because he says, do you know, this is terrible that you did that. I go, you know what? I love that truck. It's, you know, and that's when I had 120,000. It's got 389,000 miles on it now. And, you know, I, I, have, I tell people all the time, I've driven over 2.5 million miles in my, in my life. And people go, there's no way. And I'll go like, hey, I can show you three cars that I have right now. Just three cars that I bought new that I still have. And there's a million miles right there. And they'll go like, what? I go, one truck has 389,000 miles on it. One truck has 398,000 miles. Another truck, another vehicle I bought new has 190,000 miles. You know, like, yeah, I know that's not a million, but it's like, you know, yeah, 15, 20,000 miles short of a million miles. It's like 960,000 miles or something like that. And that's just three cars. Keep in mind, I've been driving for how long now? I got my driver's license when I was 16. Um, you need your hearse back. I've been driving for, you know what? It's a funny story you should mention that. I've been driving for 70 years. 70 years I've been driving. You know, it's funny. This guy, sh- guy showed up at my place the other day. This old gentleman. And when I say old, me being 86, when I say old, he's old. And, he, and this guy, this guy sh- he's sort of creepy because he showed up at my place before. And he always comes and he knows everything about my place. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you paint this? And it was weird. The guy shows up out of new- nowhere. You know, why? You know, blah, blah, blah. He asked me all these questions. And he knows my son. And my son's the one who sold my hearse. And this is the third time this guy shows up. And I said to him, I go, we've had this discussion before, but I want to buy my hearse back. And he says, well, I know the guy who bought it. I go, what's his number? So he says, I don't know. I don't have any phones in my, in, uh, in numbers in my phone. He pulls out his phone. He's got a flip phone. Okay. <laughs> Oh, didn't you just want a special tap him? <laughs> no, I wanted to punch him in the nose because this is the third time this guy shows <laughs> a- up. A A A B B B B. Well, right. D D D D. And I said to him, I said, "What's your phone number? I'll text you." And he says, "Don't text me. Then if I have to text you back, I got to hit all those 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 numbers on my keypad." I go, "I'm going to text you. That way my phone will show up. My phone will my number will show up in your phone." 
when you figure out who bought my hearse, call me back. And he tell every time it's a different story. Well, so and so bought it, and then so and so, and I think he's driving it because recently, about a year ago, I did a DMV check on it, and it's never been titled since I sold it. So somebody has it, and they've never titled it. It's still it's still in my name, which is, is certain. Yeah, but see, they changed because see, I told I sold. The Missouri changed the title around. This was a common problem. I had this problem years ago. I sold a car years ago, and one morning at 3 o'clock in the morning, my phone goes off. This is about a year after I sold this car. My phone goes off, and it's the St. Louis County Police. And the guy says, uh, Sir, uh, do you know where your car is at? I go, oh, it's in front of my place right now. No, no, you're... He told me, I can't remember what it was. Like, I, think, I think it was a 68 Oldsmobile. Your 68 Oldsmobile. I go, I no longer have that car. I sold it a year ago. You don't own that car anymore? No. Well, it's been involved in an accident. And it ended up in front of somebody's front lawn. And somebody, you know, it knocked over two trees and hit something. And people that bought it just took off. And it's sitting in somebody's front yard. I go, it's not my car. He goes, can you prove that? I go, yeah, I think I can. I've got the bill of sale. Well, these guys bought it, and they never changed the title. Okay, the new titles in the state of Missouri have a thing on the bottom of it that tears off, and this is to prevent that. So if you sell a car now, you're supposed to sign the title over on the top part, like the titles like in, you know, like in, in three, you know, the top part of the title is like two-thirds, and the bottom part of the title is a third, and it's perforated, and you're supposed to take that little perforation piece off put your name the date you sold it and then you send that to the dor and then the dor records that you have reported that car as sold but yet it proves that you no longer have the car anymore because you've recorded the fact that you sold it but whoever bought it from you may not have titled it you know what i'm saying yeah so that it clears you of the fact that you no longer have that car anymore and I don't sell that many cars. Occasionally I do. I keep buying them, but occasionally I do. And the last time that happened, I took, rather than the trust the mail, I took that to one of the li- uh, license offices. And I said, look, can I turn this in? I made a photocopy of the whole bid. Because the guy that bought it from me, I'm going like, he's never going to title this car. He's, you know, I, I know right away. I could sort of tell the questions he asked me. And I gave it to the DOR, and they gave me a receipt for it. So if anybody had ever said to me, hey, that's still titled in your name. No. I sold it. Maybe tell them my name's not my car anymore. It's so crazy. Missouri has... It is cray-cray. Missouri has weird laws as far as cars are concerned. You know, like... We really do, don't we? I told you that story about... And apparently this is in a lot of states now. The car that I'm driving right now, the car I worked on over the weekend. My son, you know, it was a hand-me-down car. My wife bought it new and then she gave it to my daughter and my daughter gave it to son number one and son number two gave it son number one gave to son number two and son number three had it and he had it in kansas he lived he the time he lived in lenexa kansas and he titled it in kansas i bought the car from that's where i took the amtrak and drove to kansas on thanksgiving day drove the car back and and fixed it up and drove it and um when i go to title it the lady won't title it because it has to be inspected. And I said, I know, I just bought the car. I just went, nope, nope. Do you know about this? No. It's from out of state. You have to take it to an inspection station. They have to do what they call a VIN certification check. So you take it to the same place where you get it inspected, and the guy has to look at it and make sure that that is the correct VIN and you have to show them the title, you know, like the out-of-state title. You have to show them the title, 
and then they give you a certification letter from the inspection station. You go back to the DOR place, and then they title it. And I asked, I asked the guy at the inspection station, why is this? He said, because this was a common practice that guys, that were, especially if they were doing odometer fraud, that what they would do is they would, or, or stolen cars, they would, they would title them in one state, and then they would essentially apply for a new title in another state and essentially wipe out any of the things that were on the original title, if that makes any sense. So in other words, you'd get a new title from another state, and there would be no record in that state of where that car came from. In other words, it would show as the car was, you know, all, let's say it was like a 10-year-old car. All of a sudden, it showed up in Missouri, and it was titled, you know, on December 1st, 2019, and there's no record of it before that in the state of Missouri. Does that make any sense? It does. And they claim that they did this with odometer fraud and also with stolen cars. So that this was like a double check to make sure that the VIN number was correct. And I'm going like, okay. So then I have to go back to, and the crazy thing is, I said to the guy, I don't know if this is right or not. I said, as long as you got the car, can you inspect it? No, we can't inspect it until you title it. I'm going like, okay, whatever. So I had to take it back to the same guy to have it inspected. I'm going like, can you make things more difficult? Is there anything? Well, more? you know they can make things more difficult. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't ask that question. The guy could say, yeah, we can make things more difficult. You have to come in here and you have to, yeah, we, we've got a hopscotch, uh, you know, thing written on the on the parking lot and you have to go through the hopscotch thing. And then we have uh, a ball throw in the back where you have to throw a softball and you have to throw it through a tire. And then you have to come inside the dealership. And you have to play three games of chess with our general manager. And then we can inspect your car. Okay, good. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. You want me to tell you about my Saturday morning experience? I do. I'll tell you next break. Okay. It is BS in the Morning. Web address is bsinthemorning.show. We're trimal casting on KSOQ 1045, 1071, and 1350 AM. Crap is the most important station of all those three. Okay. You know about the big lottery changes that are effective, I believe, today? You know about no. this? Okay, two things. First off, Powerball is now going to do three drawings a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. In years gone past for a long time, it was, I think originally it was just on Saturday, and then they added Wednesday. You know, can I tell you a weird story? Absolutely. When I ran my company up in Des Moines, one of the ladies I worked with up there, you know what the claim to fame was? No. Her husband was the guy that did the Powerball thing. You remember back in the day they had a guy in a tuxedo? Yes. And, and, and they, they did that in Des Moines because that's where Powerball started. And you'd, you'd watch TV and it was like at 6.59, they do a live. And now let's go to Des Moines. And here's, I think his name was, was Roger Kim. His last name was Kim, I believe. And he would, you know, and I go, I said to her, I go, what's that job pay? Because that's all he did. He showed up at the studio like, you know, like an hour beforehand, and they had a tuxedo. They put him in tuxedo. They did makeup on him a whole bit, and he goes, and, and it's and it just a shot. Remember, it was a shot of him walking over the Powerball machine, you know, and, and, and the balls would come out of the machine, and the numbers are, and then they would put it up on the screen. The numbers are 14, 26, and the Powerball is blah, 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 blah. That's what the Powerball drawing for Saturday, August 22nd, 21st, whatever. And that was it. That was his job. And she goes... If you calculate it how much per hour, it's astronomical. So that was his job. <laughs> anyway, they're doing three days a week. 
I think it starts tonight where they're doing a Powerball on Monday and then Wednesday and Saturday. And you know what goes into effect today? What? The new law about identification of winners. Used um, to... The identification of what? Winners. It was a so what is the new law? It was a state law that if you won any jackpot in the state of Missouri, they had the ability to publicize your name, where you're from, where you lived, and the whole bit, and how much you won. And what's happened through the years is when somebody would win like, you know, like millions of dollars, the next day, everybody and their brother would show up in this person's front lawn. Hey, my car's broke down. I knew, you know, you got $10 million. Can I have 20000 for a new truck? So that was mandated by, if you read the Powerball, or any of the Missouri Lottery rules, it stated that they had the right to use your name. It's almost like the NCAA, NIL, name, image, and likeness. They could promote that you were, you know, Shelly Barr, and you'd just won $22 million playing Powerball. And everybody would show up at your door. Shelly, can I, can I have $30 so I can go... Go buy a bouquet of flowers for my girlfriend. And Shelly would go, no, I'm sorry. You can't have $30. And Brad would show up. Shelly, can I have $300,000 so I can pay off my radio stations? Shelly would go, no, screw you. I hate radio. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) Anyway, effective. I believe it's effective today. You have to opt into that. In other words, the law now is they uh, they will not promote who won. But if you want to let them promote you, then you can. But it's no longer public information. So in other words, if you win like a big jackpot, nobody knows. So you could win Powerball. You could, you know, buy a ticket today, go in the first Monday night drawing, win, I don't know what the jackpot is, $5 million, something like that, and remain anonymous. And then when you're driving along and you're seeing Brad, who was on the exit ramp from 170 on the page, and he's out there with his work in the sign, and you could drive up to him and go and go like, hey, you ever seen a $1,000 bill before? No, ma'am, they don't make them anymore. I know. I paid $3,000 for this $1,000 bill, and I'm giving it to you. Bye. That's what would happen. That's what Shelly would do. That's true. Can I, can I Heart tell, of gold. Can I tell you an honest-to-God story what happened to me on Friday? Yes. <laughs> and I don't, I don't tell this story to... <laughs> to, to um, make myself look good, okay? I tell this story because of the fact that this is how screwed up certain governments are. I'm paying, let's say I'm paying taxes, okay? I'm paying taxes at a government collector's office, okay? And I'm paying some, I'll be honest, I'm paying some back taxes. And they charge you, whatever the taxes are, they charge you an additional $20 for publication fee because they publicize the fact that you owe back taxes. They put it in the newspaper, okay? Get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the lady in front of me shows up with a cashier's check, and you have to have either money, cash, or, or cashier's check. Not like, not like you know, where the goofy, you know, real estate guys, we'll pay you cash. You have to have cash cash, not a check. Or you have, you can have a cashier's check, but not a personal check. It has to be cashier's check or cash cash. So the lady in front of me, is in I mean the line goes on forever. This is last last day you can pay. Lady goes line goes on in front of me. And the lady in front of me turns in her cashier's check. And then the lady says, and I need another twenty dollars. And the lady says, I don't have twenty dollars. And the lady says, I'm sorry, I can't accept this check. 
you have to pay the $20 for the publication fee. So the lady's freaking out. Well, I don't have $20. I got a credit card. Nope, sorry, we can't accept a credit card. Has to be either in cash or a cashier's check. She says, I gave you a cashier's check. I know, you're $20 short. So I'm, I've already been in line for 45 minutes. So I go over to the lady and I go, if you wait a minute, when I get my change, I'll give you $20. And she looks at me like, like I've got like a third head. You know, I already have two heads. I have three heads now. And she goes, what? And the, the lady behind the counter says, are you really going to do that? I go, yeah. So I said, let me, let me, because I didn't have change. I go, do me right now. So they, they would go so through. So should she. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, so, so she gives me the change back and she gives me a $20 bill. And I hand it to this lady. And I go, here you go. So she, at this time, they open up another window. She's at the next window over. And, and she comes over to me and, they, you know, they're processing their receipt. And she goes, give me your name and address and I'll, I'll send you $20. I go, no, it's my gift to you. $20, I'm giving you $20. I don't want it back. And I didn't realize there's like 50 people in line and there's like people and the room had gotten sort of quiet. Apparently, everybody's listening to me and this lady have this conversation because I've given her $20, okay? 20 bucks, whoop-dee-doo, $20, not going to break me. And it's my good deed for the day. And she says to me, why would you do this? Why would you give $20 to me? I go, it makes up for all the bad things I've done so far today. And everybody starts laughing like they love so I walk off, and the one guy says, hey, dude, right on. <laughs> well, that sounds like something you would do anyway. Well, but I'm going like it, but because what was going to happen, this lady was going to have to go get back in line, go find 20 bucks somewhere, you know, maybe go to her ATM or get $20 and come back and get back in line. I'd be like, okay, screw it. So it's like, okay, so I gave somebody 20 bucks, you know? Now, what's funny about it is I'm thinking to myself, if that would happen to me, nobody would give me twenty bucks. You know what I'm saying? I would give you twenty bucks, but you wouldn't be in line there. You know, I'd I, charge you interest, but I'd give you twenty bucks. <laughs> okay, Ralph, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, seven forty. Three hundred percent interest that for that twenty dollars. Yeah, okay, <laughs> I get it. But you know, oh, that's hilarious. What's so crazy about that is, I know people. And and I'm not, this is not a blanket indictment. I know people who are good Christians who go to church every Sunday. And I've had one particular person tell me the story that they would never give money to a homeless person. Never. And I'm going like, why is that? Uh, you know, you're, you're very religious. You go to church. Well, they should make their own money. I go, well... Isn't there something in the Bible that talks about, you know, what, like, didn't Jesus Christ? By the way, there's a new show. It's the, called the Jesus Christ Show. Let's talk no, about No, there's not. I swear to God, I heard it on Sunday. I was listening because I'm working in my car on Sunday, and it's on the news station. It's on Jamie's station. It's on Real Talk. Or, I mean, there's like, it's gotten so confusing with all these conservative the stations. The Patriot. It's on the Patriot 1049 Real Talk, which is not the same Real Talk as, 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 as Tracy's Real Talk. Anyway, it's a two-hour show, and the guy comes on, and he says, I am Jesus Christ, and this is the Jesus Christ show. And he takes callers. People call, and they talk to Jesus Christ. I swear I'm not kidding. I swear I heard this show. I, I didn't fall off my motorcycle and bounce my head on the curb like Gary Busey. Okay, anyway, going back to the thing where, to me, it's like, how do you know that that homeless person who's working the sign on 94, 
the exit, there's always a bunch of guys working the sign on eastbound 70 at 94. You know what I'm talking about? Come top of the ramp, there's always a guy, you know, working the sign, you know, trying to get money. If you're going east on 44 in Gray Summit at the Highway 100 exit, there's always a guy at the top of the ramp, you know, Vietnam veteran, he's got a sign. How do you know that's not Jesus? You know, that's a very philosophical question and probably too much to get into and the next, uh, oh, look, it's 742. But it, 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 that's a good question. How do you know that guy that you wouldn't give five bucks to isn't Jesus? And how do I know that that lady I gave 20 bucks to at the collector's office is not Jesus? Because, you know, Jesus could be a woman, right? Matter of fact, that's and, true. and what's interesting, I'll say this up front, she was a black woman. And the, and the one guy who gave me a ride on was a white dude. I'm going like, I don't care if she's black, white. I don't, you know, if she needed 20 bucks, I gave her 20 bucks. Big deal. You're like, you know, like my life's going to end for, because I gave somebody $20. What's the old stupid thing? Pay it forward. Absolutely. And that's what you do. That's who you are. Brad. No, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm basically a, a nasty person. I'm not a very good person. That, well, I can a, debate that all day. I'm a but... terrible person. I'm a terrible person who lost my favorite knife. Did I tell you this? I can't find my knife. The the flippy knife? Yeah, I went I went to to buy a new one, and they, you know they don't make the same knife now. The, the it's a Milwaukee tool knife, and it's made cheaper. You know, once again, it used to be made in the United States. I think I had an older one, and now they're made in China and they're junk. It's like you know, God, I can tell you a story. Working in my car on on Saturday, God, I had this horror story of my car. You know, I'm there was a time when I could have changed an alternator on a car back in the day. Eh, half an hour, and that would be me talking to somebody and drinking a soda at the same time, okay? I started at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning working on this car, and at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I still hadn't got the old alternator out, okay? I've been working all day, and I had a, a, a screw, one screw that I couldn't get to, and I had to go buy a special tool. So I went to Harbor Freight. I buy it. Saturday, you know, before they close, I get there right before they close. So Sunday morning, yesterday morning, I start working it. I get this tool, and the tool's broken. It doesn't work. I'm going, like, God, this is my luck. Anyway, um, so that's me working on a car. And at 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon, I got it back together. And it still doesn't work. But that's a whole other story. So um, once again, I'm all over the road this morning. Talk about that. Talk about the lottery. Talking about me giving twenty bucks to a lady at the at the collector's office so she doesn't have to leave the line and go back in line. It's like stream of consciousness, isn't it? I don't know. People are you know, like people are going like, Who is this weirdo? Why we listen to him? I don't know why. Because we're fun and funny. Well, funny looking for me. That's what it is for me. Mm, yeah, okay. Funny looking. Seven forty four. You don't know how I'm dressed right now. I don't even want to know. I got my pink shirt, my pink pants, my pink shoes, and my pink socks. Okay. And this afternoon, I'm going to the Maricopa County Jail. I'm going to enroll myself. You're turning yourself in? <laughs> that was one. The guy, Sheriff Joe, the guy who used to run Maricopa County Jail, who's a sheriff, that was that was what he did. Do you remember that story? He he No. He, the, the prison jumpsuits were pink. Okay. Because he, he felt that that humiliated the prisoners and that they wouldn't come back because they didn't want to wear a pink jumpsuit. So that was his way of, of habilitating the criminals, that if you wore a pink jumpsuit, you go, I'm not going back to that jail. They make you wear a pink jumpsuit. Or you can be in the city. Like, how, you know, here we go again. Let's talk about this tomorrow. 
they have another riot at the city justice center, okay? And they keep saying, the locks don't work. How do you have a jail that the locks don't work? What is the problem with that? That's, you know, my, don't you think that at a jail, the locks should be pretty darn good? Not, I mean, not pretty darn good, should be 100% good, so there's never a failure. It's like the fourth or fifth time. Well, the prisoners got out because the locks didn't work. What are they doing? You know, what is it like they got a coat hanger and they just like, or they got a credit card and they're like, just like swiping it, you know, oh, the door's open, let's get out. Yeah, (laughs) that's what they have. How did the locks not work at the city jail? How is that possible? That's like saying, hey. Anything is possible. That's like saying you get on a plane and, you know, the pilot says, yeah, welcome to, you know, to XYZ Airlines Flight 5203. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to take off. We say try because lately we've had a bad problem with a couple of the engines in this plane. And when we throttle them up, we start going down the air, you know, the runway at 120 miles an hour, the engines will flame out. And sometimes we're able to get the plane stopped before it runs off the end of the runway. And other times we end up in people's living rooms. So bear with us and thanks for flying XYZ Airlines. You're going like, I don't want to be on that plane. Get me off. Yes. Right? <laughs> Seven forty six. She's still going. Hear her? Sacrifice, spice, 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 spice. Do you hear it, Shelly? I don't actually. She's she was disappearing. Sacrifice, spice, 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 spice. Seven fifty one. We'll talk about this tomorrow. You didn't believe me. Here we go I'm right sorry? now. You didn't believe me. The Jesus Christ show is a syndicated radio program that airs every Sunday from six to nine AM Pacific time. It's carried in the Premier Networks, a subsidiary of iHeartRadio. It's from AM640, KFI in Los Angeles, serves in the flash, blah, 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 hosted by, and it's, it's, and it's billed as hosted by Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. I heard the, I heard I'm the not sh- saying you're kidding me. I'm just saying, uh I heard the show start on Sunday morning. I'm listening to the new station, 104.9, and it, it's got this ethereal music. A guy comes on deep voice. I am Jesus Christ. And this is my show. And I'm going like, what? And people call up, they ask, they ask Jesus questions. It's just weird. <laughs> I'm going like, <laughs> I think I'm going to do the show. I am the devil. Call me up. And <laughs> should I, I'm thinking about going over to PTs this weekend. Yes, go there. You'll enjoy yourself. <laughs> With your little dueling angels on your shoulders. Do you think I'd be good as Brand. the devil? You know you don't want to go over to to the east side, but I really do. I miss my glitter, Brad. You thought I was kidding about this? No, I didn't. Well, I did think you were kidding because I think it's kind of tacky. Um, here it is. Here evidently it is. not. Here so it is. On still I, think it's kind of tacky. And you can listen to. Well, let me see. Who, let me find out if it really is. And it says it's host here. Let me. There's a Wikipedia page. It's billed as hostess by Jesus Christ. Jesus is played by the show's producer, Neil Savara, who wears many hats at KFI, including hosting The Fork Report, a Saturday afternoon food show, as well as selling advertising for the station. Savardra refers to himself on air as your holy host. And it says in big letters, he does not believe that he is actually Jesus Christ. The show describes itself as, quote, interactive radio theater designed to teach people about themselves and the historical person of Jesus. The premise is presented on the air as, what if you could talk to him, laugh with him, learn from him? The show became part of Premier Networks on June 1st, 2008, syndicated to radio stations in the U.S., including Kogo in San Diego, KDFD in Denver, KSTA, KSTE in Sacramento, and WRNO in New Orleans. Well, now it's on, it's on Magic 104.9, which is now called, what is I get confused. What's, they're, called, they're called The Patriot, 
and they they yes. bill themselves Real Talk, and then Tracy Stations is Real Talk 93.3, and then there's the Jeff Allen, Jeff Alien, and Joe Rush, and Joe Rush, and you know, I have someone last week say to me, Joe Rush was not the fourth guy in the band Rush. Yes, he played the xylophone. And they decided that... <laughs> Did somebody really address you on that? <laughs> they said, it's a true story. It's Joe Rush, and he was the name they called the group Rush, and he played the xylophone, and Getty Lee said, Joe, we don't think that the xylophone fits our kind of music, so we're kicking you out. Yes, but you're using my name. Tough toenails, Joe. It's going to be called Rush, and it's three of us, me and the, 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 uh, the bass player and the drummer who just recently died. Okay, and Joe got mad, and he got in radio business. That's what happened. I see. <laughs> Did somebody really call you out on that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did they really? I've been called out many times on radio poop. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, what's funny is, it's like on the same, on the same, the same post last week, I got a text, a nice text from Jamie Allman, who, if anybody should be somewhat mad about my post it was him and he thought it was funny he thanked me for it thanked me for it and then the other person who wasn't really about thought it was about them and they got mad what are you going to do some people take themselves way too seriously don't you think i do i really really do i have a new new philosophy in life if i told you you wouldn't believe it and you're going to be upset with me and i'm not talking about on the air because i have to talk to you about this off the air because when i was paying my taxes on friday i also went to another office and I got the paperwork, and I am going to use it. <laughs> I'm going to use you it. You have the paperwork, and you're I, going to use it? I have the paperwork. I have the paperwork. Yes, I have the paperwork. And I'm Boy, they. <laughs> that usually doesn't sound too good. And I'm going to use it. And there's one person in particular who I've never met in person who keeps texting me and threatening me. What? Yes, I have a person who's threatening me via text. Because of radio poop? No, has nothing to do with radio. And nothing. What does to, they have to do I, with? I don't really want to go into it because of the fact that that it's not going to be nice for this person because they won't back off, and this has been going on for over a year, and it's to the point where it's like I mean, literally threatening me on text. It's like to the point where like I could go to the local police department where this person lives, and I could show them my text, and I go, "You need to go have a talk with this guy," and they probably would. They would probably go, yes, sir, we, you're right. We need, need to go talk to him. And it's if, you, if I told you the story, you wouldn't believe it. It's over something so stupid and so ignorant. Things like that usually are. And you know what the problem with is? What? The guy's retired. I'm sorry? The guy is retired. Oh, that's what it is. Get what I'm saying? Yes, He has nothing better than do than to complain and harass me and, you know, you know, and what's crazy about it is... Does this person want you to change something? If I told you the story, you wouldn't believe it. Because well, tell me the story, Brad. It's gotten out... I'll tell you about it off the air. It's gotten out of control. It's okay. gotten to the point where it's like, you know, you know, I, I give that... I tell you my stupid little thing. Just so you know, everyone, he says, I'll tell you off air. But then when we get off air, he'll go, I'll tell you about it later, Shelly. It's just too long. Shelly? What? November 24th. Put it on your calendar. Okay. I'll tell you about it then, okay? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we're, we're done. Happy Thanksgiving. It's time for us to leave. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. I'm going to go in the other... Have a great week, everybody. I'm going to go in the other studio and call Jesus Christ and see if he's still on the air. Ugh.
have a great week, everybody. I fly and peace. 758.